0: Hey, Relationship Transformers. Welcome to the Relationship Transformer podcast. And today, Stacey and I are continuing with part two of our Reignite the Passion podcast and talking about what actually kills the passion in long-term relationships. So this is so critical. It is something that impacts almost everyone at some point in their long-term relationship. It kills passion, and yet it remains invisible to almost everyone. So we're going to expose that passion killer today to empower you to reignite the passion. So let's cue up the intro and dive in. So the big question is this.
1: How is it possible that one person alone can transform any relationship, save their marriage, create their unshakable love and unleash passion, divorce-proof their family without needing their partner to get on board and do this with them, and yet still get to be happily, authentically you without compromise?
0: That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer.
1: All right, so here's the thing. Now it's time to dive into what actually kills passion, and it does happen organically. So many people think, oh, my gosh, what happened to the passion? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? Nothing. Passion will organically fade In a long-term relationship, and I'm going to explain the dynamic of why, it doesn't mean that's a life sentence. It means it will organically fade unless you know how to switch it back on. And we're going to talk to you about that too. So here's the thing. Uh, Paul and I created a tool to explain this. Uh, We call it the love and passion seesaw. So love and passion kind of work like a seesaw. The higher and higher your love goes, the lower and lower your passion goes, right? The, The deeper and deeper you go into love, the passion starts to fade away. They work in opposite directions. Why? Because love is created from sameness, right? Sameness starts out having things in common, having friendship together, Um, Then you get deeper into your relationship. You have more and more things in common. You start to have friends in common. You start to have activities in common. You go further into a long-term relationship. You start living together. You have the house in common, your things in common. Then you have kids. You have kids in common, more activities in common, more and more and more in common. You're going deeper and deeper and deeper into love, which is wonderful because love goes deeper with sameness. However, that sameness is not so great for... passion Passion comes from differences the spark of the difference between you and your partner and in the beginning There's lots of differences. Everything is new. Did I ever tell you that story about Barbara and we pledged together and the chicken wings that night and the place? You're like, what? That's a great story. Who's Barbara? Tell me. And then 25 years later, you're like, did I ever tell you about Barbara? You're like, yes, with the sorority and the chicken wings and the place. I've heard it a hundred times, right? So it's like we start out, everything's all new and shiny and fresh. There's lots of differences, lots of passion. But over time, we go deeper and deeper into love, we have more and more in common. And the the very thing that created the passion, all the differences start to fade away. And we lose the passion in our long term love relationship. And it happens organically. That is a fact. So first of all, You can break the false belief that there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with him or her uh, or what happened to us. We used to be so hot and now we're not. (laughs) It must be these kids. It's so hard to be a parent and I'm always sweaty. I didn't
0: have this job. And And I have
1: puke on my sweatshirt (laughs) and in my ponytail and somebody peed on me today. And so I guess I'm not hot or right. If I didn't work all day and. Yep all the things that we think.
0: There's so many reasons why we can look at anything. And then again, we'll blame that thing outside of us as to why something that's actually inside of us has changed.
1: And we're just trying to justify it. We're trying to make sense of it. That's what the brain does. The brain says, okay, let's figure out why. And hopefully the reason why is not going to be that there's anything wrong with me. So let me figure (laughs) this out. (laughs) Um, And so just free yourself, first of all, free yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. Passion fades in a long-term relationship, and it happens organically. Now, as we talked about in the last podcast, as Paul shared, so everyone over time has just resolved that the symptom is the fact or that the symptom is the cause. The symptom people don't have passion and hotness anymore in their long-term relationships is somehow a fact. Like, oh, well, that's just what happens. That's what happens over time. Yes, that's what happens. That doesn't mean it has to happen. We can create a skill set that can change that. So people have kind of resolved themselves like, well, I don't know what you thought this was gonna be like or, you know, well, we have kids now, so I guess we're not gonna just drop and have sex on the kitchen table anytime. Like, it's not, doesn't have to be that way. Not having sex is a symptom. Not having hot sex or frequent sex is a symptom, not a cause. And so, yes, there's an organic progression, and there's something you can do to not only bring the passion back, to not only reignite the passion but actually to take your passion hotter, higher, better, more often than it's ever been. Because the truth is with the right skill set, your passion can go way up the deeper you go into love and trust with your partner. we Paul and I, just going to say, uh, we have been together for 20-something 20 20 some years. years. Yeah. Paul is...
0: We, ha- we ha- Well, just, I mean, let's put it into context too for everybody because I want to get rid of all the excuses. Yeah. We ha- obviously have a busy business. Yes. Uh, we have two children. We work day and night yep. sometimes just to get things done that have to be done on time. Yep. We are completely different people. Yep. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I'm 48. I'm 51-ish at the moment, 50, 52, <laughs> somewhere in there. <laughs> I'm not even sure how old I am. <laughs> so. And? And we've been together for 22 years. And I will just say, and I know this is where Stacy's going with this, <laughs> we have more sex than anybody else on the planet. I think at this point, compared to what we're discovering as we go through this year after year, it's hotter, better than anything that anybody's having. As far as we're concerned, uh, when they start a relationship, which actually has its own challenges in that area, That's to right. be honest with you, so any excuse that you think you have like, no, that's just gone forever. Or, that's only when you're dating or that's only when you're young or that's only if you don't have kids or like throw an excuse X, Y, and Z here. You're just, again, fooling yourself and accepting what the common mantra is all around you. And we're here to tell you that the facts are quite different. And there the, is a
1: way. The level of passion and sex that Paul and I have at this point in our lives is literally what we call unleashed passion. The kind of sex where afterwards you're like, remind me again why we do anything else with our time ever, right? Insane levels of ecstasy that you didn't even know humans can reach and I say that because that's what happens for me on a regular basis where I think there is no level above this level and then boom there is a level above that level Uh, having sex every day, having insane levels of unbelievably ravishing passion and not even just sex touching each other all the time kissing each other all the time uh people are often uncomfortable around me i I love like
0: we we take trips and you know one of the things we do is we do live events on in awesome locations and so we're flying and i I can't tell you how many times like we're going to be we're in like first class typically we'll fly first class and we're up there and the stewardess will come over and be like you know because we're going to like a tropical location for example they're like Oh, is it your honeymoon? And we look at each other and we laugh and we're like, "No, we've been together for twenty-some years and we've got two kids, busy business." And they just freeze. They look at us. They don't know what to do. It's so funny that you get the same reaction. It happens all the time for different people in different environments. And when they find out that that's the case, they don't. They they're speechless. They have nothing to say and they look confused and they kind of walk away because like that <laughs> I don't know no what to sense. do with you. Yeah, I thought you were like a, on your honeymoon. honeymoon because you guys are holding hands. You guys seem happy. Like. This does not compute. That's sad, but it's what we see.
1: You can have it and it actually can be way hotter and more amazing because you have the level of relationship that you do, but it's not something that's going to happen to you. You have to create it. And it's a skill set and it can be learned. And one of the greatest things that you can do to reignite the passion is to bring back the differences in your relationship, cultivate the differences that you've lost. And the number one difference that has the biggest result far and away over all the others combined is the difference between masculine and feminine energy. And The differences between the masculine and the feminine create that spark, create that heat, create that passion. And right now, we have a masculine and feminine energy flip-flop going on and Paul and I speak from experience because when we first started our relationship we were in this exact flip-flop so I was very much operating from my masculine I am a feminine core energy and by the way we use words like feminine masculine man woman uh, what we mean is your core energy feminine core energy or masculine core energy it doesn't matter what body you come in you can be a feminine core energy and come in a man's body you can be a masculine core energy and come in a woman's body. We don't care. Like it doesn't matter what your rapper is. That's your business. We're just talking about your core authentic energy. And everybody has both masculine and feminine, but like 99 or so percentage of the population, I know I shouldn't quote percentages, right? Have a dominant core energy that they really relate to in their authentic core. And some of us are very, very disconnected from that. We're going to talk about that now. But That remains. So I am a feminine core energy. Paul is definitely a masculine core energy. And I was, when we first started our relationship, 100% operating for my masculine. I was totally disconnected from my feminine. Um, Not only was I disconnected from my feminine, I had disdain for feminine energy. I misunderstood what feminine energy was, like so many people, and thought feminine energy was weakness and needy and and blah, and I don't want any part of that um, because I was raised as a strong, independent woman to take care of yourself, rely on nobody, always provide for yourself. And by the most well-meaning, protective people in my world. um, I also encourage never rely on a man because look at what happens, right? You'll be left. And so I operated from my masculine. I learned how to put on my masculine mask, pick up my masculine tools, and by the way, go to work in a very masculine corporate America where it wasn't really okay to be feminine. Like you had to compete in a masculine world and be more masculine in order to do so. And I got very, very good at that because What I did was, I took the masculine operating skill set that I had at work and started bringing that home with me into all my relationships. Because after so many broken hearts and so many disappointments and so much, so many tears, I finally was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done with being hurt. I'm done with all of that. This is working so well for me in corporate. I'm just going to man up in my personal life, too. I'm tired of caring. I'm tired of getting hurt. It seems like uh, he's not hurt. I am. I need to be more like him and somehow do cruel things to people and then not give a shit. So let me try that out. And so I brought that masculine operating into my personal world too and started operating more from my masculine and disconnecting from my feminine.
0: And there are a lot of reasons why this became what it is and and we see it everywhere now. But on my side going back to the same example, you know back when I first met Stacy, I was disconnected from my masculine core. I would show up in this very muted, just even but calm, disconnected kind of a way. Never in any way did I, was I perceived as intense or threatening or bring any kind of serious energy to any situation to break through a challenge. It was always just like muted and calm and peaceful. And I knew in my core, that's not who I was, but I had learned. I had, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Why well, I had learned and decided that I should, I should show up this way because I don't want to be seen as threatening or too a intense or a bad guy. You know, I was trying to be this good guy, but I wasn't. I was being a nice guy. And that was not authentic. And don't get me wrong. It's good to be nice, right? But there's a huge distance of reality between being nice and being a good guy. I will always recommend always be a good guy. Honor, integrity. I will not recommend being a nice guy. A
1: pleaser. A
0: pleaser, because that's what that implies. Meaning you're going to mute who you authentically are or somehow hold back just to please someone else. And that's not going to lead to any kind of great life nor will it lead to fulfillment for you as a person, especially for masculine energy.
1: But for Paul, like a lot of guys, he had received a lot of flack when he was really young for his intensity, for his masculine energy, for his fierceness and told, hey man, you know, don't be threatening like that. Don't bring that that around here. here. Get that out of here. And so Paul became a more gentle, passive, disconnected from his masculine energy and, and disconnected from his energy completely.
0: Yeah. So it really wasn't me who was showing up every day. I had learned and controlled my inner self so that I showed up in a way that just looked different. And that's that happens on both sides, whether it's the masculine side or the feminine side. We do this.
1: It's the masculine feminine flip-flop. And maybe you can relate to where Paul and I were. Maybe that's what's going on in your relationship as well. And when that happens there's no passion there's no heat there's no attraction right the feminine wants a strong masculine presence who's rooted and has honor and integrity and will serve and protect and provide for her and the masculine wants the open and vulnerable and nurturing and loving and open feminine woman because that's what he's a, he's attracted to and that's what brings out the masculine in him mm-hmm. And so we have this feminine and masculine energy flip-flop and I know that's kind of like a short way of saying it and not everybody's gonna relate to what I'm saying. In our courses, and our events, we do like, Hours and hours and hours of teaching around this and teaching skills and what's authentic. And it's, it's important for you to get to your authentic flavor of masculine and your authentic flavor of feminine. There's no one flavor of masculine energy. There's no one flavor of feminine. You sure as hell don't have to be like me to be feminine. You don't have to be like Paul to be masculine. Your uh, core energy is as authentic to you as your fingerprints. Like just, you have to be your version of it, your flavor. But a lot of us have been conditioned to not be who we really are, that it's not okay to show up in your feminine or it's not okay to bring your masculine energy. And we've ended up in what we call this flip flop. And when you have that, the passion fizzles. But when you can bring back your connection to your authentic core energy, it is a game changer. It is not just a game changer in your passion, but even in yourself.
0: Yeah, that's what you I You want going to, to talk to about
1: re- reconnecting to the masculine yeah. for you?
0: So whichever side of this equation you're on, if you're suppressing your natural core energy, whether that's feminine yes. or masculine, Amen. you're gonna find yourself unhappy and not even sure why you're unhappy. And yet showing up every day looking for reasons outside of yourself to justify, you know, this this feeling, this hole that's in you of like, I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied. And on the feminine side, if you try to show up in a, in a masculine mask yeah. day after day, oh my you gosh. will burn yourself it's out. It's exhausting. It is exhausting because it's not authentic for you. And the same thing for the masculine. For the masculine, if you try to show up in a more pleasing, more nurturing, more disconnected, um, disconnected way from your core energy, what will happen for you is you'll lose sense of purpose. You'll lose that zeal for life. And what will happen for us is just like, ah, I don't know why I want to do anything like it, you just it zaps the entire energy system from inside of who we are. Yes, because we're wired for purpose. We're wired for so many things. And if you're not embracing it, and, it, and you lose touch with it, again, you didn't lose it just like before, you didn't lose it on the train on the way to, to work <laughs> one day. It's in you. But we've practiced so much to suppress it. What was authentically us that we lose touch with it. Yeah. And we feel ourselves just lost and unhappy.
1: It's true. I'll use an example. You know, the masculine is wired to serve, to protect, provide. Like that's just what, and the mature masculine always for others, not selfishly, but for others. And of course, Uh, As feminine, I can serve, protect, and provide with the best of them. Again, one is not right, and one is not wrong. One is not better, and one is not worse. One is not higher, and one is not lower. Everybody's equal, but we are very different. We are equal and different. It doesn't mean you can't do any of these things. You can do anything and you are naturally wired a certain way. So I'll use myself as an example. When I was protecting myself as independent woman, when I was providing, 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 I can do that all day long and eventually I burnt out. I eventually would hit a rock bottom and ladies, I don't know if you can relate to this experience. I would end up crying and ranting and screaming through my house saying, I do everything around here. Nobody else does anything. I'm always taking care of everything. Everything's on my back. When is it going to be my turn? When is anybody else going to do anything for me? Because I hit the end my oil lamp was empty and I was still trying to burn the fire. It depletes us. We're chemically not wired for that. We can, but it depletes us. Whereas when the masculine provides.
0: It fills us up. If we can achieve something in a way that like serves and provides or makes some kind of a difference, you know, for our partner, for, for our children, somewhere like when we can achieve that, that success, it's like, yes. I won, I I scored here, I made a difference, I matter, I've got purpose. There's so many things that comes from from that that we'll do it over and over and over. It's never exhausting, it's fulfilling. That even if it's like, it's arduous to get from point A to point B, truth is that just makes it all the more valuable to us. Like, wow,
1: that was quite a ride and I did it, right? It lights us up. Paul's like a machine. (laughs) He could go and go and go and go and go, whereas I will get worn out from those types of things. And, and of course, there's a million other uh, differences between the masculine and feminine. We take a deep dive in this in, uh, let's see, module three and six of our program and then on day two and three of our event. But, honestly, bringing back your connection to your core energy, the whole point is it not only reignites the passion between you, it reignites the passion within you.
0: For life.
1: So you're not in resistance to life. You're not feeling burdened. You're not feeling disconnected even from your own passion. You have more energy. You have more uh, purpose. You're awake. You feel energized. You feel more authentically you. You finally feel the freedom to show up as who you authentically are, to be loved for your authentic self, even with the things that you think are so unlovable about yourself, instead of what a lot of us have done, which is try to show up as something that we're not just because we think that's what we need to do to be successful. And then we don't even get success in that. We don't even get what we want from that. We see all the damage and why is life this way? This is not what I thought it would be at this point. And you know, I didn't even want to be like this. I became this because I thought that's what I had to be. And I didn't even get the rewards like that sucks. And so when you reconnect to your core authentic feminine energy, when you reconnect to the mature masculine rooted energy within you, the benefits are unbelievable. But what happens between the two of you with your passion is the passion goes off the charts. Now, You don't both have to do this in order to get the benefit. This is where so often, if I'm talking to a woman who's feminine, she'll say, but my partner is not in his masculine, and so I need him to get into his masculine for this to work. Or if I'm talking to a man who's in his masculine, he'll say, but my partner is totally operating from her masculine, and she's totally closed to me, so I need her to open to me in order for this to work. No, Mm mm-mm there are skills, there are tools, there are things that we're doing that either prolong, perpetuate, that's the word, word. perpetuate our partner to be in their opposite energy and there are things that we can do to cultivate and bring out the authentic energy in our partner. A mature masculine man can absolutely show up in a way that encourages his woman to open to him And a feminine woman can show up in a way that cultivates and calls upon the mature masculine to come forward and serve her. We've both done that for each other.
0: Absolutely. It really is a case where either side, like it's always been one person transforming the relationship. This is another great example of that. Either side can create the shift to start the dynamics shifting because everything is connected. So, Again, if you show up differently, you're going to get a different result. It's just the way that it works, and that's how that happens.
1: So instead of focusing on your partner in this one, it's time to focus on yourself. If you are a core feminine energy and you feel like you relate to showing up in the masculine mask and the masculine tools, if you've been operating from your masculine it's time to transform that, to get back to your core, free yourself. If you are a core masculine energy, it's time to gain the skill set and the tools to learn how to connect to your mature masculine energy and have the tools to relate to the feminine in a way that's not threatening or intimidating, but in a way that totally sets her on fire in the best possible way. So what are some action steps that we can start doing now, babe?
0: So today, let's take a look at where we are, right? Uh, Like anything you want to do, you want to start by figuring out where you are. So ask yourself, if you're a feminine core, zero to 10, how much are you showing up? Not how much do you value it, but how much are you truly showing up in a day from your feminine core, zero to 10?
1: Zero, not at all, totally closed, operating from the masculine. 10, able to operate on a daily basis from your open, feminine, vulnerable energy. And
0: you, f- you feel like you're really embracing that and living that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then same thing with the masculine, zero to 10. How much are you showing up authentically in your masculine core in moments of your day uh, on a typical day, zero to 10, zero being I'm not at all. Right. And 10 being totally, I'm embracing fully that. Fully rooted. I'm, I'm fully rooted. I'm showing up this way every day. So figure out where you are. And then start noticing how this impacts your day. This is like one of the first ways to start releasing some of that grip, right? Is notice how it's impacting your day. How exhausting is it for you to show up each day suppressing your authentic self? How unsatisfying is it to show up suppressing your authentic self? How much happier? So imagine this for a second. Now, once you look at that too, imagine would be the next step. Imagine how much happier and more energized you are, how you're going to feel and how you're going to show up when you learn to show up in your authentic core energy, how you really are in all the moments of your day easily. Just think about how freeing that would be. Think about how different that would be. So listen, at the end of the day, we all have to have more compassion for our partners. Like you, they have no idea how to reverse this flip-flop. They don't even necessarily know they're in it, right? You're here, you're listening to this, and how to, they don't know how to get back to their core authentic energy. So have some compassion for those around you especially for your partner, obviously.
1: If this really speaks to you today, like Paul and I are so passionate about teaching our students exactly how to get back to their authentic core energy. If you've ever heard me tell this story, like this is where I was stuck for about two years in my journey with Paul was knowing, being aware that I was operating from my masculine and having no clue exactly how to get back to my authentic feminine. And it was extremely painful. That's why Paul and I are so So passionate. That's why we built out our whole toolbox around this to teach you exactly how to get back to that. It's like I said, step three and step six of our relationship transformation system and our quick start program day two and day three at our relationship breakthrough retreat. You won't figure this out on your own. So please stop beating yourself up for not knowing how to do this. This is like one of the most difficult shifts to make because it's so reinforced by society for so long. But with the proven process, tools, and strategies, you can totally do this, just like thousands of relationship transformers already have.
0: On the next episode, Stacey and I are going to take on one of the most common and pervasive relationship killers pleasing. This isn't just about your love relationship. If you are pleasing in your relationships, you are likely pleasing in many, if not all of your relationships. It's actually causing way more damage than it's causing any good. That's what we're going to talk about next week's episode
1: awesome. If you love this podcast, take a screenshot on your phone, share it, help us spread the word, rate and review the podcast so that we can reach more people and give them the relationship education that they really deserve. And until next time, remember together we are changing the way relationship is done. Hey, would you like to get big results in your relationships in just 10 seconds a day? If so, then subscribe to our daily inspiration for Relationship Transformers or The Dirt at martinopodcast.com forward slash dirt.